Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. And you can find my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Uh, this college football episode covers select games from week 10 of the 2022 season. Uh, how is it week 10? Like, first off, <laughs> I have I, I have no idea. Uh, you know, Miss Cousin Jared may may have been like, man, it, it's a lot of work doing these shows every week. And I told her it was week 10 and she could not believe it herself as a diehard as much of a diehard college football fan as she is. She could not believe that we were already to week 10 of the season. I feel like we should not be already to this point of the season, but no, if, no. if you haven't been with us so far and you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. That's www.picksprofessor.com slash new. Give you a primer and explanation of what we're doing here. Otherwise, the goals for this episode, as always, share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and the thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. We will make a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember, there are no locks in gambling, so we provide our loves, likes, and leans. That is A, B, and C grade picks to indicate our confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Though, Cousin uh, Jared, we might—we were talking, joking about this before, so we might have like an alpha grade pick. I don't know what to call and a. You could just do the A plus plus, but I feel like we got to come up with some creative, right? Like a super A pick, a yeah, yeah, a Zeta pick. I don't know. Go to the Greek alphabet, but generally we stick to A, B, and C. But we got one today that you know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how, yeah. uh, how, how it comes across uh, to get our confidence level with respect to scaling these wagers. However, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, These are our two weeks now. We've we've uh, collaborated on the picks. I think it's worked really well. We're still profitable by, by, by a little bit. Not as good last week as, as the first week we did it. Uh, I think the list of how did we lose this was as long last week as any we've talked about like having the bad luck bug for a lot of the season it has it has every week but it was really back in full force this last week i, I don't yeah i don't even know where to start uh, on yeah. last week at michigan we start michigan kicking yeah. 900 field goals and missing a cover potentially depending on when you got it yep. um that one just stuck to me uh what, what was your what was your favorite <laughs> miss of the weekend well you know this this hits close to home right but my my personal favorite was AM finally finding a, a quarterback with their true freshman and then getting the ball back with very little time left and knowing oh my god this this true freshman who is actually good which i am proud of is going to kill the under in, yeah. in the in the old miss AM game uh so, so I, and I, call, I called that in the discord like yeah 10 yeah, minutes yeah. before that i was like this is for sure this is how it was how the day was going yeah yeah so so that was the the one that stuck out to me if, if that was any other AM game this season, that under is a lock. And of course, you yeah. know, with the true freshman plan, he just a little too good to stay under 50, 55, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the uh, USC giving up the backdoor cover, whatever yep. the heck happened with Arizona State, Colorado, Arizona State, yep. outside the number, not by one score, but by two scores. <laughs> and yeah. deciding to let Colorado get the backdoor. It was just one of those weekends. And thankfully, we, didn't, we weren't out too much, but it yep. felt like we should have had a winning week. And it wasn't just that we didn't even break even. It's that we were somehow down on it, which was just a, a yeah. bizarre weekend. Uh, hopefully we can turn that around this week. I feel, I don't know about you, I feel going into this week, like a, one of the previous weeks, I think where we had done really well, where it was like, I like a lot of the things that are happening here. I like a lot of these numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what that means, but there's a lot that I think are really good. We had a hard time paring down the, the games for the show. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of good things. And I would also say that both both weeks that we've collaborated on totals uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago, excuse me, 17 percent ROI on totals last week, 7 percent ROI on totals. So uh, feeling really good uh, about where we're going with the totals for sure. Yeah. And I think and I think there was some bad luck with the sides last week. So I think we can get those back on track, too. So I think all good yeah. things going forward. I'm really excited about this week. Uh, but before we get to the show, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications and you won't miss any of the college basketball and or college football content that this channel provides. And we've also got that Patreon for those of you looking to get some extra benefits. Three bucks per month gets you the play of the day. Reformatting that. Going to have a favorite of the day, a dog of the day, and a total of the day. If there are multiples, I'll throw some of those up on the website for free, but we'll track all of those. Um, I broke those down, went this weekend, and tracked each one. And each one of those categories, since I've been doing the play of the day, if I split them into favorite dog or total, all of them very profitable. So um, exciting stuff there. And then there's all sorts of other benefits on that Patreon as well. And and let me tell you, we've got one game that we're going to talk about almost right off the bat here. And if you had had, had, had access to those uh, you know projected spreads, let me tell you, you got some value. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I tweet every week. Get it's 15 bucks a month. You get the projected spreads right when the lines come out. It'll be key for college basketball coming up the same thing. I'll have those college basketball spreads the day before the games. So you can get those overnight uh, odds. Uh, it's it's a, a good investment, in my opinion. If not, like I always say, though, free show here, free picks on every game. We love that you're here either way. Uh, we'll go right to all lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as the time of this recording on Sunday night, we got action here. Back. Tuesday. Yeah, we're this back. is when you're this is when you're in the groove of college football season when you've got matching seemingly every night of the week. Absolutely. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, Ball State at Kent State. Kent State is a three and a half home point, three and a half point home favorite. Sideline says five, but that actually is not a positive enough edge to overcome the juice on this one. Um I feel like <laughs> with regards to the side, both of these teams aren't very good. Kent State ranked 104th, Ball State 113th, according to my model. I really don't like anything on the side part of this. I, I, I'd kind of recommend holding off if if you can, seeing if you can get a, a better number one way or the other, really. Um, I do think Kent State's a little bit better at home, uh, but I actually like the under on this one. I know it's Kent State. <clears throat> Yeah, you're going to have to convince me. I'm going to have to convince you. Okay, so it, it, Kent State's uh, totals this season, I think, are a little bit inflated based off of a couple of the teams that they've played, right? They put up 63 against Long Island. But mm. it, it, they played Oklahoma, and that game had 36 points in it. Uh, they played Georgia, right? And we talked about that. They held Georgia to 39 um, they had a game with Ohio. They got to 55 in overtime. Uh, you know, the Toledo and the Acre games got a little bit higher scoring, but even the Acre game only got to 60. And I kind of think it's a similar recipe for that. That's why I said 61 and a half. I, I think the under makes a lot of sense. We look at Bowling Green. Um, you know, they gave up 38 to Buffalo, but they only put up seven uh, when they played Akron. Similar opponent, right? 31 to 28. I, I, right. I feel like they're all kind of in that same ballpark. And I think 55, 58, 59, 61, those are all reasonable point totals to land on when you look through it. Um, I just, I think this total is a little bit inflated based off of the past on Kent State and not really, ref- in Ball State a little bit, but I don't think either one of these teams really has it in them to get up into the 70s. And I think if you're playing the over, you got to think 70s on the table. 
And I yeah, just don't think yeah. 70 is on the table here. So I kind of like the under. Uh, what, do, what do you think, Cousin Jared? Well, I said said that you would never have to work very hard to to get me to agree to to an under the, the Kent State thing. You know, uh, you, you do have me a little bit concerned with that, but I, I would even go back and say the Washington game uh, when, when Kent State played Washington, a lot of points in that game. I don't think we quite appreciated Washington's defense wasn't that great at, at yeah. the time that game happened. And then yeah. we, I think Kent State has been riding for a few weeks on what they did against Georgia and kudos to them for putting up 22 points yeah. or whatever it was against Georgia. But um, you know, that 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 has kind of been long enough in the season now we can put that aside let's give it a b grade uh, on the under 60 61 and a half yeah i think so as well um is there a number that it gets up to work to get to an a grade or is this just a leave it alone nope nope that's maction maction two bad teams you're not gonna be able to convince me for an a grade on, on kind of that's, that's kind of where i was too uh with regards to the side i guess i'd lean kit state personally just because I, I think they're the better team at home, but I don't really love the three and a half. You could talk me in either one of these on Arlene. Um, any, any, any opinion from you on this one? I would also lean to, to Kent State because even though we talked about how they've had some – haven't been scoring as many points, I just think that they could score more points than Ball State can. I, yeah. I don't have very much faith in Ball State scoring a, a ton of points in this one. It, where's it a B grade for us on Kent State? Is it? Is, it's really two and a half or three, right? I mean, I think that's yeah. Kind of- I, I think I would, I would say two and a half, just because I, I I need some I need some confidence and, and a win on three. I think is what it would take to for me to get there. Okay, so officially on this game, we're going to go under sixty one and a half with the B grade. We're going to lean Kent State minus three and a half. It's a B grade pick if it drops to two and a half, or maybe if it drops to minus three and good odds. That's the other thing too, of course. Yeah. Uh, but we will update on uh, Patreon again. Three bucks a month gets you in the door and gets you all these updates. If the odds drop enough to warrant a play for us there on the side, the other Tuesday night game. This is the one because Jared was alluding to that. If you had yeah. the Southern projections, you got some good value on this one. This game opened up a pickle, which was. One of the dumber opening lines I've seen in a long time. Yeah, of a, one of the craziest ones of the entire season, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Buffalo now a two-and-a-half-point favorite with some juice attached to it. And I don't care. I'm all over Buffalo on this one. Sideline yeah. says Buffalo should be a 6.6-point favorite here. They are a solid back team, yep. and Ohio isn't. Um, I can't explain this number. I, I think if you said Buffalo minus six, I'd probably still lay the six. At mm-hmm. seven, I'd probably say, well, that's probably pretty well priced because they probably can win by seven pretty easily. But the fact that we get to win on three, four, six, seven, yeah. all, all these numbers, I, I love Buffalo here at minus two and a half. And with regards to the total of 58 and a half, just looking through the scores of these teams, Buffalo's been playing some higher scoring games. I, I don't really think Ohio can stop them. Um, I kind of think over might be the direction we're looking here. Obviously, we'd hope to go over 58 rather than 58 and a half. But right. I do think over might make a little bit of sense. But my favorite player being Buffalo minus two and a half. Uh, what do you have for us here on this one? So we, we talked about it be, being action season. Let's go with a double A grade on a Tuesday Woo! night. Let, let's lay the two and a half points with Buffalo and let's go over 58 and a half. And, and for me, this is one of those things. I, I think Ohio's defense is, is really bad. And, yeah. and if Jake were here, our, our resident Mac expert, I think he would tell you the same thing. That Ohio's defense is just their defense is bad and their offense is fine. And so I think this is a, a perfect recipe for this game to be in the mid 60s. So let's give it a double A grade for your Tuesday night. I love it. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think this is one of those games where Buffalo Buffalo's been putting up like thirty eight a game pretty consistently, right? They can yeah. get to thirty eight. Uh, Ohio can get to twenty one, and that gets us to fifty nine right there. So I mean, right? It, I, I don't I don't think we're gonna have a hard time getting 
to six. They're giving you at least a 59 in this I one. Agree. So we'll, yeah, we'll go double A grade on Buffalo and the over uh, for your Tuesday night, kicking the week off right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to skip Wednesday and Thursday. We'll talk about those games later on in other episodes. We're going to go to Friday. Got something we want to lock in here. 7 p.m. Eastern, UMass and UConn. <laughs> I, I, I love these games i'm loving it i mean we, we talked last week that like i love the new mexico state play i thought that was one of the best one of the solid plays in that one and people were like who's talking about this game you know and that's why you come here because we talk about this crap um, yeah but i feel like i've kind of it, it's like it's easier to talk me into watching the bottom 10 and to kind of see how bad they are because i think we can mm-hmm. get some good value a lot of times when exactly when you're talking about value it's like if we can figure out the description of how bad those bottom teams are, we can profit off of that. And yeah. The, the, the mediocrely bad teams are a little bit harder to get excited about, you know, but the, at the very bottom, I'm definitely into total in this game is 41. And I would be shocked if this game got to 38. Yeah. This feels like an ugly, like 23 to 13, 21 to 10. Honestly, if this game was like 12 to 7, I'd be like, yeah, that seems right too. Like, yeah. <laughs> probably not going to be that bad. But it should be a really low-scoring affair. Um, I think it makes sense to grab the 14 and a half with UMass too, just because I think it'll be low-scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've liked UConn. I've been on UConn a lot lately, and I'm, I'm definitely a believer in them. And I think UMass is absolutely terrible. But I don't think that you can say UConn is 14 and a half points better than UMass, even at home, they're not going to have much of a home field advantage. There's not really much travel between these two schools, so there's no real right. travel wear and tear. Um, it, it, it feels like a game that's just ugly, low scoring. I think UConn wins. I don't really think UMass can win this game, but there's a lot of ways they can lose and a lot of weird numbers this game can land on with how many field goals I expect in this one. Yeah. Um, I like the under. I like grabbing the points with UMass here. Cousin Jared, what do you have for us? A grade on the under 41 people, this game, I mean, I would almost can't believe I'm saying this. I might give this an A grade all the way down to 38 because, I, I mean, yeah. this is just two, two inept uh, offensive teams, in my opinion. And we've mentioned it a couple of times this season, but but UMass, their offense is, is gone. Their defense is okay, you know, mm-hmm. relative to where they're at in, in the uh, rankings. So I, I love the, the under 41 here. And if that, you know, that being the case, I'm not going to give UMass an A grade on the spread here, right. but sure, 14 sure. and a half points on a game that. I think 38 would be too uh, too many points. Sure, let's give a B grade to the 14 and a half. Yeah, I agree. So we'll go officially B grade, UMass plus 14 and a half, A grade under 41. To me, there's not really a spot to give an A grade to the UMass side either. That's ever going to happen. No. There is an A grade number out there. There's an A grade on every single game, but it's never going to happen. For me, it probably would be like 20 and a half at that point, but it's never going to get to that number. So there's just right. no point in really worrying about it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be happy with our B grade on UMass plus 14 and the hook. Uh, and that under 40 watch, like I so said, we absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. One of the Friday games, some uh, Friday night, uh, Pac-12 after dark, Oregon State at Washington. This one should be a doozy. Two teams that Sideline has ranked uh, back-to-back. Uh, Sideline's got Washington 32nd, Oregon State 33rd. That means that the, the model says Washington should be a about a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're favored by four. I like Oregon State plus four. I think it's good to grab it now early in the week at four it might go up to four and a half it's probably not going to get to six right i don't love the play necessarily but i do think it's worth the investment because i really think that there's eight reasonable landing spots for this game either team winning by seven six four or three and Mm -hmm. we win on five of those we push on one and we lose on two i think that's a good play uh, on oregon state plus four i don't know what'll happen it should be a really fun good game i can easily see washington winning this game by a field goal 
even if they mm-hmm. win by four we push i could see oregon state get going on the road and win i think oregon state's a little bit disrespected i think they're a pretty good team and with regards to the total at 60 and a half I think Oregon State has one of the better defenses in the conference. And we saw Washington. We kind of thought earlier on in the season Washington was a team like UCLA, like Oregon, and like Arizona, the three teams in the Pac-12 that make you play their game and drive the points up as much as they possibly can. We saw with Washington against Cal that that really wasn't the case. And I think that said more about Washington game. I think that said more about Washington than about Cal. I think their offense is good. It's so much improved. But I think – we saw how much improved it was from where it was, and we started thinking it was an elite offense. And I think it was just relative to last year. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. that much better. It's a good offense. But I still think that the most dominant units on this game is Oregon State's defense. I think that's going to make it harder to get out of hand on the points. I think Oregon State can kind of play the game they want to play. It doesn't mean they'll win. Right. It reminds me of when Oregon State played USC. I think Washington and USC are fairly similar in that regard um, of how they play, and that game was really low scoring. I don't expect it to be quite that low scoring here. I think 16 and a half is too much, though. I like the under in this one, and I like grabbing the four with Oregon State. Cousin Jared, what do you have? Yeah, I, I don't feel super strongly one way or the other here. Definitely, I think I like the under a little more than I like taking the four points, but let's go double B grades uh, on on this one. Uh, and again, if I had to, maybe I think the, the total is more like a B plus maybe. Um, to get to an A, I think it would probably have to be something like 65. Because no, that's, that's I, too high. Try again. Try again. Too, go lower. Too, too, too high. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Six, six, okay, so six, not 63. Six, no, not 60, 63. 62, maybe? 62? I, yeah, I mean, because it's not going to be 63, 64. No. You're no. just 64 is kind of. I was sure it's 61 and a half. I, I didn't know. You know a little bit more about the key numbers on totals. Yeah, yeah. 62. 62. You're you're getting quite a bit of of value there at sixty two, so that's that's the one that I would probably say you want to wait on. This one might go up. Totals tend to go up in these type of games, especially as kickoff approaches. People tend to just say, especially if they're chasing lost plays, things like that. It just gets yeah. closer. They want to get action in. Let's go over that sort of thing. I wouldn't necessarily wait till kickoff, but I, I kind of think this might go up throughout the week. If it does. I think there's a play where it's an A grade under. That's why I would say, well, we got to try something yeah. different. So we'll go 62, then it would be an A grade under, but we're going to officially lock in a B grade under at 60 and a half and go Oregon State plus four as a B grade pick. Not really a place where I'd give Oregon State an A grade pick that I think it ever hits. It probably would be seven and a half for me, but I don't think that's right. ever going to happen. So there's just no right. point in tracking that, but we will track the total um, to potentially get to that A grade under if it does conti- if it continues to rise throughout the week. Yep. To the Saturday games, Iowa at Purdue. Purdue's a four-point home favorite. Total is 43 and a half on this one. Sideline ranks these teams pretty close to each other. It's a pretty similar game to the one we just talked about. Purdue's 38th, Iowa's 40th. Um, best unit on the field. In the previous game, I said I think is Oregon State's defense best unit on the field here. Definitely Iowa's defense. Uh, yeah. Worst unit on the field, Iowa's offense. Um, <laughs> it feels like it kind of happens every game that Iowa plays. Right. <laughs> uh, but Cousin Jared, what, what's your take on this game? I think that, I mean, just uh, lather, rinse, repeat here, right? I mean, Iowa has the ability to muck up every single game they play in. So looking at the four points, looking at the total of of 43 and a half, I just, I like taking the four points with with Iowa here. That's kind of the one that I would lean toward that 
towards that catches my eye a little bit more than the total. If you feel strongly about the under 43 and a half, then, you know, you can, you can wait if it gets to 44, which I don't think I have no idea why this would get to a key number like 44 with Iowa involved. But if it does, I mean, there is just so much value uh, waiting to see if this hits to hits 44. And if it doesn't like, I mean, wait till 41, right. And then you can still play the under at 41. Not, not that big of a difference. Um, so I, I definitely uh, of the two plays here, I, I like taking the four points with Iowa a lot. All right, so we're going to give Iowa plus four a B grade. We're going to hold off of the total and not make an official pick on that right now because it's so close to 44. We'll see what happens, and we will update Patreon when we, if, if and when we enter the under market for this one. Would, would you give Iowa plus four an A grade? <laughs> I feel like... Iowa always scares me with regards to giving them an A grade mm-hmm. in anything because their offense can just completely disappear. So I think right. that's okay. my fear of giving that an A grade. It, it, okay. I, I think the answer is probably no. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, what, 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 what would be the point where you would say, and I guess maybe it's just one of those that it, there's not a number it can get to because like if, if their offense completely disappears, you know, yeah. they lose this game 20 to seven or something. Yes. Like that. Okay. I, I think I think it's correlated with the total in that if you are scared a little bit like I am of Iowa, that makes you like the under even more, right? Because that's the fear with taking Iowa plus four is that their offense right, just right. doesn't do anything. We know right. that their defense is going to hold down every offense except for the very, very, very top ones and right. Purdue's offense is not that. So I, I think those are correlated. You either have to like the under or Iowa plus four a little bit more. Um, I, 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 look, before you go to the next one, you had said 44 would be a key number there on the total. What grade would you give under 44? I would give under 44. Uh, I think I'd probably give that an A grade. Okay. I, I just don't see – I don't see either team scoring very many points. I don't uh, you know, we, we like to have this vision of Purdue's offense being this well-oiled machine that's, you know, a bunch of passing Drew yards. Brees. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a long time it's ago. not that. It has, it has fits and starts. It's not always uh, pretty. Mike Leach gets a bad rap for not being able to run the ball. But let me tell you guys, Purdue has a really hard time running the ball at all. They're, they're throwing it around all and, the time. Very and one if, and if you, I was going to say, if you get one dimensional on Iowa's defense. Yeah, it's it's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. Um, so I, I think I would probably give 44 an A grade. So we'll say that we're not going to play this at 43 and a half because there's just no rush really on this number. But this would be a B grade under for us. We're just going to hold off. We're going to see what happens. We'll update Patreon um, based off the number of movements. If we can get 44, that's where we're going to jump. And yep. at the A grade, if it's at 42 and a half, we'd go B grade under with that. And we'll give Iowa plus four um, a B grade as well. Also at noon Eastern on Saturday, Kentucky at Missouri. Uh, who boy, Kentucky, like had a chance to, you know, not be terrible. They had had a chance to to change the. I think they had a chance to change the narrative about how good they actually were. Even if they just played Tennessee close, oh, uh, yeah. Even if they said, lost by four by fourteen, you know, we'd yeah. have been like, okay, they hung in there, right? But yeah, man, uh, just what a terrible showing. Yep. I I still think they're a better team than Missouri, though, yep. and that's what matters this week. Uh, they're a two and a half point favorite. 
I think that number is a little bit short. I think it should be three. Sideline says it should be three. So I think there might be a little bit of value here in Kentucky. I think there might be a little bit of a, of a whiff of what happened with Tennessee. Tennessee's a really good football team. Missouri's mm-hmm. not a really good football team. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not yeah. that good. Right. Um, I think we both really like this under 44, though, because I don't see who scores in nope. this game. Uh, I think Kentucky wins. I think they win an ugly one. I think they might win by one or two. I'm a little bit nervous about that, but I think one or two are still not that likely that three is still a more likely in this spot, four is still a more likely landing spot. If this game was 17-14 Kentucky, I would say absolutely 20 to 17, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I kind of think maybe I'm eyeing Kentucky minus two and a half, and I'm really eyeing the under 44. Uh, Cousin Jordan, what is your take? A grade under 44 here, people. I don't, you know, best case scenario, I think you see this game at like 21 17, because I don't think either team is going to, I think both teams are going to have a really hard time yeah. uh, getting things going offensively. And then Will Levis, we've talked about him ad nauseum here, but in addition to what we have said previously, seems to be pretty banged up. And so, you know, is he going to be 100%? If he's not, that makes this even more difficult. So love the under 44 here. Man, I think I would. What, what's your gut instinct on, on the two and a half? Is your gut that a B grade or is that just a C? It, it's it's really on the border for me. I, I think the question we have to ask ourselves is how likely is a one or two point game? How likely is a weird 14 to 13? The yeah, problem with 14, yeah. 13 is that that would imply that t- Kentucky drove and got two touchdowns, but didn't have to settle for any field goals. Right, right. It, I mean, we, we start thinking about field goals or, or, or how likely is – something like 16 to 14, you know, mm-hmm. is Kentucky's defense going to only give up touchdowns though. So it's like, I feel like there'll just be a lot of field goals, which a lot of field goals still kind of leaves you looking at a three point game. So I still think yeah. I, 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 part of me says maybe two is a little bit better just to get push protection on two, but part of me, maybe one is I'm overthinking it just say it's yeah. less than three. Let's roll, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Let's make this a C grade. I think there's some potential here. Missouri coming off a win. How are they going to respond to that? Cause they haven't got very many of them in the sec play. And then Kentucky, like this is the kind of loss where it could like, you could have a cup could need a couple of weeks to recover from that type mm-hmm. of loss. And so okay. I don't really have um, much faith in either side here. So let's just get this a C grade right now. Okay. And what number would we play it as a B you think where you, where you feel a little bit better about it? Is one, like one or two, just because we got some push protection. If it yeah. Up. I would probably say like one, if it was Kentucky, but at the same time, like if it was Missouri, uh, I don't know. I think I'd really need like four and a half. Yeah. I would need a lot from Missouri. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay, uh, so we'll say lean Kentucky at minus two and a half. We'll say if it gets down a little bit lower than that, or if the odds get really good, mm-hmm. we'll make a play on that. But for now, we just lean Kentucky. Don't think it's great number, but we love under mm-hmm. 44 in this love game. A, yep. a great pick from us there. Noon Eastern, Ohio State at Northwestern. Look, this could be the quickest handicap of all. I mean, Ohio State's kind of good, and Northwestern kind of isn't. Um, Ohio State has had a couple of fraudulent wins in that they probably haven't been as good as maybe the final score would indicate in a couple of the recent wins. That being said, that's completely irrelevant against Northwestern because they're going to thrash them. I mean, it's two teams that aren't even in the same zip code. And I'm concerned about those type of victories against better teams. Again, they cover big numbers, especially if they're huge favorites against a team like Michigan, right? But I'm not concerned about that against Northwestern. So we'll come back to that. In, in a week or two, when Ohio State plays a real football team, but they're not doing yeah. that this week. Uh, total of 63. I want to go over the 63 as well. Uh, 63 is not really a key number, but I just I kind of want to go over in case it goes up into the more key numbers, like 65. Um, we talk about Northwestern playing fast for some reason. Um, 
This this is gonna be just why? Like, okay, maybe you could, in some world you could convince yourself that like against Iowa that would work, or like against Wisconsin that would be of some benefit to you, or just why? Why? I mean, they gave up thirty three to Iowa. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. how bad. many? How many points is Northwestern going to allow to Ohio State? I mean, I yeah. I, I think this is kind of gonna play out like the Toledo game. Um, mm. I think Ohio state may score 70 in this game. So yeah. I want to lay the 30 and a half. And I kind of think over makes a little bit of sense too. Uh, Cause Jared, what is your take? Sure. Let's just go double B grades. I mean, I, it's a lot of points both ways. Let's just give it a B grade. It's, it's logical. Northwestern is so bad. You know, no, no reason to harp on this one very long. Yeah. Is there, I don't, there probably isn't a number that Ohio, Ohio state could get to to make it an A grade just because it's so many points. Um, I don't know, like, uh, like if this got down to sixty-one. No, you, sorry, I was saying the side. I was saying. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. Not, not on the side. I have total, total. Total. I was gonna say there were 60, 61, 62. Yeah, I think if it got down to sixty-one, I mean, how many times if this game is played does Ohio get to six? Ohio State get to sixty-one by themselves? It yep. is uh, I, I, I more than a few. I was gonna say sixty-one and a half because I could see this landing on sixty-two isn't crazy because that would be. Well, however many touchdowns and two field goals, eight touchdowns and two field goals. Yeah, uh, but who's kicking field goals? Uh, well, then why does sixty-one matter? Why does sixty-one matter if no one's I, kicking yeah, field goals? I, I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just looking at the math here, and it's two. It's it's two point one percent. So I, I don't know. Sixty-one's the number. Maybe maybe if you got to sixty-one and a half, later let's do what we yeah. did last time. We we settled here. Let's make it sixty-one yeah. and a half. This okay. is sixty-one and a half. We'll give it an A grade on the over. All right, so to recap there, we're going B-grade Ohio State minus 38 and a half. I want to get this early in the week. I want to get big favorites early in the week because they go up more than they go down. Not always, but that's just the way it tends to go. And uh, we'll go over 63 as a B-grade. If it gets a 61 and a half, that would be an A-grade for us. So we'll keep an eye on that throughout the week. Still doing Eastern, Tulane at Tulsa. Tulane is a seven-point road favorite. Look, I like this Tulane team, and I don't like this Tulsa team. It's really that simple here. Uh, I want to lay the seven with Tulane. Uh, total in this one is 58. When you look at Tulane, you see a team that plays low-scoring games, great defense, okay offense, Um Took a team like Kansas State, who has been in some high-scoring games and drugged them into a low-scoring game. You look at a team like Tulsa, you see a team with a mediocre offense and a very bad defense. I kind of think that Tulane wins this game by like 25 or something crazy, just because I like them so much and I just don't like Tulsa at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 58's a key number. Uh, What is your pitch for the total on this game? My pitch for the total on this game is that every uh, Tulsa game has gone over 58, except for the game against Temple. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense. It's Temple. Yeah. And Cincinnati, who has a, a good defense, Tulane's defense, maybe somewhat close to Cincinnati, but I, I think I kind of like Tulane's offense more than I like Cincinnati's offense based mm-hmm. on what I've seen from Cincinnati this season. Okay. So this is mostly uh, in my recommendation for the over here. It is mostly that Tulsa has just gotten in these high, high scoring games. I, I know you mentioned that Tulane has, you know, had a bunch of low scoring games, but you look at some of the, who, some of the teams that these low scoring games have been against Kansas state, 
Southern Miss, East Carolina. Like you've got some teams that aren't exactly lighting up the scoreboard, and especially in the case of Southern Miss and Kansas State have some solid defenses. They also had a game against Houston that went under the 58 number, but what they were on their third string quarterback right. at, at that point. So I kind of want to throw that. And one to out. be fair, Houston's been an anomaly all season. I don't think just to us, no. I think to everyone, Houston's just been a weird team that we don't quite know what to make of them any which yeah. way. This 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 t- Tulsa team feels more to me like the South Florida team where t- that that game for Tulane had 76 well, points. Or well, I was going to ask, how, do, how does Tulsa compare to Memphis, do you think? Did that seem like a pretty reasonable comparison? Uh, Tulsa? I, mm-hmm. I I think, yeah, I think that's a reasonable comparison. Yeah. Okay. And that one got to what, 66? 66, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am good with it over, I'm going to say B grade. Uh, yeah. And I don't really think there's a number that you could talk me into the A grade just because I respect Tulane's defense yep. um, so much. So I'm going to stick to B grade on the over 58, 58 a key number. So I'm going to grab that now. Uh, because of your Tulane minus seven, sideline says 13.6. It's about a 9% edge according to the math. That feels like a play we want to make. A grade, baby, yeah. uh, because uh, Tulsa ain't hanging in within one touchdown of, of this team. No, I don't know why people aren't giving Tulane the respect they deserve. I really yeah. thought after the Kansas State win in Manhattan, especially with the way Kansas State's played, they would be, but apparently they're not. So I, I don't understand it. Um, we love Tulane here. I'd still play them. Um, again, sideline says 13.6. I'd still play them to 10 for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think that they, I, I'd play them probably even higher than that. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to crush Tulsa. I know it's on the road, but I just, I think they're a much better football team. Yep. I agree. Yeah. So A grade Tulane minus seven B grade over 58. 1230 Eastern Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. Another game here as most of them are that we want to lock in these numbers earlier in the week because of how key some of these numbers are. 41 is a key number for the total. as well as 41 and a half. Who is scoring in this game? <laughs> Georgia Tech. Know. Yeah, Georgia Tech, you know, played Florida State last weekend, and they gave up some points to Florida State, but uh, Florida State is a much better offense than Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech, you know, <laughs> struggles to score most of the time. I, I, I in the think, third quarter against NC State, apparently. Yeah, uh, like we talking about another one of those weird luck things that we've just yeah. run against it this uh, this last week. It uh, feels like first or twenty wins. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure either get to twenty, but I think if you get to twenty, I think you've won this game. Uh, Virginia Tech is a three and a half point favorite here. So I think says five point three, so maybe a slight edge to Virginia Tech. I don't love the hook there, nope. obviously. I do like the under 41 and a half, though. What's your take on this game? Love the under 41 and a half. Let's go ahead and lock that in and give it an A grade. 41 is a fairly key number, so want, want to get that locked in right now. I don't – okay, I, I take that back. I don't think there's any way I would back Virginia Tech in this game because mm. I do not want to lay points with with either team. Mm. If, if this got to Georgia Tech plus – Six, hmm. sure, sure. I, I hmm. would say give me six points in a game where I think they're going to really struggle to get to 41 and a half. Um, but man, it, I, I let's put the, I'm just not laying points in this game. If, yeah. if I were forced yeah. to take a side, I think I would uh take points just because I think it's gonna be really low scoring. That's fun by me. I, if it was three, you could you could maybe talk me into Virginia Tech minus three, maybe just because mm-hmm. yeah, it's three, but three and a half, I, I can't, I can't do yeah. that. 
Um, yeah. So we'll go lean on Georgia Tech plus three and a half at the C grade pick. Don't love it. Um, I'm like you. I think six would be a B grade. I don't think it gets there, but I will notate in the spreadsheet yeah. that if it gets to six, we are committing to playing Georgia Tech because I agree it'll be a low score yeah. game, probably a one score game. Yeah. Um, it, and if it, and if it goes to overtime, we're this this feels like a game that somehow goes to overtime and we get screwed on the total. And so at least at that point, if we had Georgia Tech plus six, we'd at least be fine. Or or of of we 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 often talk about things that went wrong, but we could have a Miami Virginia situation where it goes quadruple <laughs> right. overtime and it's fourteen and, to twelve. And still it never. If this game was fourteen to twelve in quadruple overtime, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right with these two teams. I that might be more impressive than Illinois Penn State last season, maybe. Maybe I don't. I don't I'd think to, anything is that impressive. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to break down this recruiter film. But, yeah, I was. Say, I think this is a recency bias kicking in here. <laughs> Fourteen to twelve in quadruple overtime. That's just. That's. Bad. It is tough. Anyway. It is very bad. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So again, to recap, there lean on Georgia Tech plus three and a half C grade pick, but A grade under forty one and a half. We love that number in this one. Two p.m. Eastern. South Florida is a three point road favorite at Temple. Uh, total is. Uh, Total is 51 and a half. That's not a typo. Um, because Jared, should the total in this game actually be 41 and a half? I, I, I would have more faith. I, I think that would be uh, more close to what it should be than 51 and a half is what I would say. Um, I, I love the under 51 and a half here. When you look at Temple's schedule this season, they have just not come close to this number really in any game except mm-hmm. – the UCF game, the which UCF was game, just so it was absolutely insane. UCF scored 70 points. They had 737 yards of offense. This is the second week that I've quoted this game because this game has just been so crazy. But the thing is, is that when you go back and so I just, I just kind of gave you everything on Temple there, but when you go back and look at UCF season, they've been solid so far. They're, they're five and two, but their offensive output in this game has just been an anomaly from the rest of their season this was just one of those things where everything that went right went right everything that could have gone wrong every busted play possible yeah and and so i I think also you just have to take that 70 to 13 game with a grain of salt i love the under 51 and a half here Uh, i would compare this to the uh coastal carolina game last week in marshall where we said it was 54 and a half uh you could have waited for 55 and it got there unfortunately. But I said, I don't care. It's just the right side to be on. Same way here. You can wait for 52, but man, I'm telling you under 51 and a half is the right side here. I want to go ahead and lock it in with, with an A grade, just because I think there this is a misset line. And I think this game is likely to go under that number. hundred percent. I'm not sure it gets to 40, to be honest. And yeah. uh, you talk about 52, 52 only matters if there are exactly seven touchdowns and one field goal. There won't be, I've been going to record, there won't be seven touchdowns in this game. Uh, if there are points, it's going to be because field goals. Like, more field I, goals, I, just, yeah. I don't see seven touchdowns happening. So that's why, again, we talk about 51 might actually be a more key number in this spot than 52 because yep. that's more likely to hit with one less touchdown, but two more field goals. So 51 is possible. I don't think it gets there either. So yep. I agree. A grade under 51 and a half. This total is way too high. I don't know what people are thinking. If you're averaging numbers of points and you're averaging that UCF game, sure. But by this point of the season, maybe drop an outlier and see yeah. how your numbers recalculate because they are not going to be good for a high scoring temple games. We missed the temple under last week against Navy because of overtime that was under in regulation. A last second field goal didn't even push us over, but the last second field goal got us to overtime, which guaranteed it going over. 
Right. But otherwise that was an under as well. This, and that was a total of 41 and a half or 40 or whatever. So um, yeah, we love the under 51 and a half with regards to the side. It, it, South Florida is a three point favorite. Sideline says 3.2. Uh, Cousin Joe, do you have a take on this one? Nope. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I would probably lean towards laying the points. Uh, you know, Temple's offense is just really bad. Um, I think I would lay towards laying the points, but you know, no. Sure, we'll do that. I have no feel for this game. Um, yeah. We'll lean South Florida minus three. I'm not. Is there a number that you would make it a B grade? I mean, nope. I would, yeah, yeah. Just play the under. And yeah. don't care about who wins this game. Just root for boring football. And yep. it'll probably happen whether you want it to or not. Because yep. obviously that doesn't actually impact anything. <laughs> also at 2 p.m. Speaking of a team you just talked about, uh, Marshall letting us down on the side, but coming through on the total at Old Dominion. Total is 46 for this one. Marshall is again a two and a half point favorite. I, I think I know that Marshall let us down last week, but I still think we got to play them here. I just don't think Old Dominion's that good. Um I think it's a short number. I think it should be higher than a field goal. Sideline says that it should be uh, 5.1. Cousin Jared, what's your take? All right, so let's give a B grade to the uh, laying the two and a half with, with Marshall. I uh, agree with your assessment. I'm a little bit concerned after what, what we saw last week with, with Coastal because I, I just feel like – I'm wondering if the if sidelines giving Marshall a little bit too much respect, but less than three, I'm I'm on board. Yeah. Let's let's uh, make it a B grade there. But this under 46, I'm telling you, if you've watched any Marshall game this season, this feels like as close to a lock as it can possibly be. Um, you know, let's lock in with an A grade, the under 40. I don't, you know, every. First of all, you can go look at every Marshall game this season, and you can say, oh, I feel great about the under 46. If you go look at Old Dominion's schedule, I mean. I feel like the two analogs we have, ironically, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Virginia Tech, the 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 two games that are going to stick out in people's minds when they think about Old Dominion season, I think. And so I have no idea why this opened at forty six. Like if this would have opened at like forty four, if you would have told me this opened at like forty three and a half, I would have been like, okay, sure, yeah, you know they're daring you to you know go under forty three and a half. And I still would have four. Yeah, I still would have too. <laughs> uh, but daring you to go under a really key number there at forty four. Um, Guys, there's just not going to be very many points in, in this game at all. So so let's give an A grade to the under 46. I agree. And we've talked about Old Dominion a lot this year. It's a team that can, for the most part, kind of play whatever style of football you want to play. And so people might be looking at some of their games and saying, you know, they have scored and allowed at least two touchdowns in every single game. Yes, and some of them have gotten out of hand. But again, it's gotten higher scoring against Liberty, Arkansas mm-hmm. State, Coastal, mm-hmm. you know, even Georgia Southern – only got to 51 which isn't that many points um you know they will play the type of game you want to play and marshall does not play high scoring football games um i think i think this total is massively mispriced if this total was like 36 i would be like that seems fair i can't take the over but I'm not taking the under either. Like, honestly, 36. Right. I, would, I would be like, over's the smart play, but I'm not doing it. I'm just going to pass, right? right. Uh, 46 makes no sense. So A grade for us on the under 46. A Marshall minus two and a half a B grade pick. And I don't think there's an A grade possibility for Marshall here. P- Some like plus three would, sure, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. So there's no point. Yeah. We're not close to an A grade on the side. I just think Marshall minus two and a half makes a lot of sense. So B grade there and then under 46 A grade. To my new favorite team, Middle Tennessee. I'm telling y'all, but <laughs> telling y'all on this, we're going to ride the Blue Raiders here for the rest of the season. They are still not getting the respect they deserve. Started off 
tough of a season. And I don't think one of those things was they got slaughtered by James Madison. But again, now that if you recalibrate your thinking, like, oh, yeah, James Madison's actually kind of good, right? Right. Just a really tough schedule early, played all the tough teams. Now they get the bottom feeders. Now's the time that they show up. They got a nice, easy win for us against UTEP uh, on Saturday here. This one against Louisiana Tech. I think they can do the same thing. They're two and a half point favorites. I think that's way too short. I want to lay the two and a half with Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee, something says 3.7. I, I just think two and a half, three are great numbers to lay. They win this game. Just got to cross your fingers. They don't win by one or two. Uh, total is 63. Uh, not really a key number there. If you're going over, you want to go over 62. Um, if you're going under, that's an exciting number. Could you go under in a Louisiana Tech game? That's uh, nope. Let me me answer it for you. Nope. (laughs) That's a hard thing to do, right? To go under a Louisiana Tech game. Uh, Kissinger, what is your take on this one? So I I didn't originally have this one noted as an A grade, but let's give an A grade to land the two and a half from Middle Tennessee, if you're good with that. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause the my only boys, real, my boys, blue Raiders. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the only kind of thing that had me hung up there was uh, about uh, three or four weeks ago, Louisiana tech beat UTEP by 10. Um, but when you go back and cause they've been kind of on a slide outside of that game, but you go back and look at that game, even against UTEP uh, they got outgained by over a hundred yards. Uh, they uh, yards per play. They give up five and a half yards per play to UTEP. Who's not that great offensively. Yeah. UTEP had four turnover turnovers that kind of really did them in, in that game. If you take out that game, which I'm sure their post game win expectancy was below 50% there. Um, Louisiana tech has just not looked good almost in any game they've played this season. And their only victory would be the one game over UTEP and then their FC. CS opponent. Um, so I think that you're, I agree. I think that, you know, middle Tennessee is kind of getting a bad rap, maybe based on the strength of their schedule that they played early in the season. I think Louisiana tech is just not very good. So let's give an a grade to land the two and a half points total. I don't know if I had to pick lean, I'd go over, but not strong enough to, to personally invest in it. So I was going to say, uh, I, I think overs the, I, I agree. I think lean over, I think overs the right side here. Um, we see the Miami game that they played against them, right? That had 76 points and they had a couple of long scores. You can just take a couple mm-hmm. of the way, those away though. We could still get up into the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a team like Colorado state. That is a more of a low scoring team. They got them to 53 and that's pretty decent. Yeah. UTSA had 75. Um, you know, Western Kentucky had fewer, but Western Kentucky's really been not, and over yeah. team at all this year. So I don't think that yeah. means anything. Um, and when you look at Louisiana tech, a, a lot of their games have gotten, you know, higher scoring, Crazy, you yeah. know, I, I think middle Tennessee state can score a lot of points here. Um, I think over is the right side. I'm just not excited about 63. I could get on board at 62. Is that, uh, is that a number you get on board with or sure? Let's do it. Let's, okay. let's say 62 would be a B grade over. Be great over if it gets to 62, but either way, we're locking in Middle Tennessee State minus two and a half as an A grade play. 330 Eastern kickoff Penn State at Indiana. Penn State obviously coming off uh, a tough loss there. A game that they were in could have easily won, and then just the wheels fell off. <laughs> yeah, and then didn't. And then could not yeah, didn't even yeah. close yeah. <laughs> um, uh, at Indiana, a team we've kind of talked about this a little bit better at home, but sideline says this should be Penn state minus 17.2. Um, I think we should play Penn state at 14. I do not want higher than 14. You may say that 
Um, you know, you're hoping for 13 or something, but 13 actually isn't as key of a number as our brains would like to think. Um, I, I think Penn State at 14 makes a lot of sense here. Um, total is 55. Are there going to be points scored in this one enough to warrant a total that high? Cousin Jared, what is your take? Man, um, so sure, let's give a B grade to, to land the 14 points with with Penn State um, just because I, when sideline sees that much value, it's it's hard to pass up on it. It, I, it is, and I'll, I will note it is, of course, at that, at that threshold where the plays have been much more successful. It just reaches that at this number. It's also minus 104, um, so it's minus, it's four, minus 14, minus 110 or better catches that threshold. Uh, I don't want minus 14 higher than that. It does not qualify as a B-grade pick. But at minus 14, minus 110, again, we're able to lock in minus 14, minus 104. That qualifies as a B-grade pick for us. Yeah, uh, as far as the total goes, with, I mean, with a number like 55, and you see a team like Penn State where you think they should be able to hold Indiana down, maybe if this was in Happy Valley, I'd lean towards the under, but I just – Playing in Bloomington, I, I just I, I've seen a little bit too too many strange things from Indiana at home this season. I mean, the the game against Illinois got forty three to forty three points. Which looking back on kind of how the season played out, you kind of wonder how the heck did Illinois how did that game get there? get, yeah. get to forty three points? Um, you know, Western Kentucky, one of the only games of their season that actually went over. They got sixty three points in this game. Cincinnati and Indiana played earlier this season, and they got to sixty nine points. I mean, there's it seems in, impossible without Cincinnati plays. Yeah. And so this is one of those things like if this was in Happy Valley, maybe you could talk me to under 55, mm. but playing in Bloomington, I'm not touching this total. I like that take. So we're going to lock in Penn State early in the week here before it gets over to 14 and a half, 15. Those are not good numbers, but at minus 14, it is a B grade play for us. We're going to pass the total as well. Sitting right on a key number at 55 and kind of not knowing which way to go. Uh, means we'll just move on from that total. 3.30 Eastern, Syracuse and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a three-point home favorite. Total 51. Uh, Syracuse gets one of their key defensive players back, and then he gets hurt again. At this point, their defense is still mostly solid. I'm going to assume that that Notre Dame scoring all those points was just an aberration, an outlier. We're going to kind of pretend it didn't happen and move forward. And if that sort of thing happens again for either Syracuse or Notre Dame, we'll take note. But at this point, I'm yeah. just going to say, I don't want to overreact uh, mm -hmm. to that. And we're just going to pretend like it didn't happen. Um, Syracuse did lose their quarterback from the sounds of it. it. He was benched, not coming out injured, but he suffered an injury earlier in the game, but he was able to play through it. It seems a little bit confusing. After the game, uh, head coach Dino Baber said there's no quarterback controversy, that he's still the guy. It feels like any injury there, probably he's going to play this week, and that's not going to affect things. That's the way I'm looking at this. So I'm going to assume it's a normally healthy Syracuse-type team, maybe minus um, that same key defender that has been in and out all season. I don't think either one of these teams is great. I think they're both okay. Give me three points with Syracuse uh, in this one all day, uh, all day, every day. Sideline says it should be a pick home. I think Syracuse is a little bit better. Um, totals 51. Hard to see that many points being scored in this game as well with the offensive struggles that both these teams have shown throughout yeah. the season. Because, uh, Jared, what is your take? Well, I would I would say so. Okay, so first of all, I say let's go A grade on Syracuse at, at plus three, at plus and three. I think when, whenever we locked this in. That was plus three at even money. Um, so, so some good value there, uh, man. 
I think I also like the under as well. I am on the edge. Okay, let me back up. I do like the under. I am on the edge as to whether that's an A grade or a B grade. And the reason I say that is I am kind of torn on Pitt because I think Pitt has some talent on offense and it's literally just the scheme and kind of the way that they want to play the game that's that's holding them back. So I, I kind of struggle with you know, what's going to win out there is, is it that they have a really talented running back, maybe one of the best running backs in the country, Slovis, which is a a more than capable quarterback to pair with one of the better running games. Is that going to win out or is it going to be, you know, just Pat Narduzzi wants to run three cloud, three yards in a cloud of dust every play and have every every game beat 17, 14. Um, So uh, let's go a grade on the plus three. I say, let's just give it a, a B grade on the under 51. I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could sway me to give it an A grade if you feel really strongly about it, uh, but I'm really on the edge there. So my take on the total is Syracuse doesn't want to get too high scoring. And I think about what happened with Pittsburgh and Louisville. And then we saw what happened with Louisville and Wake. Mm-hmm. And I think that was Pittsburgh saying, we know what type of game you want to play and we're not going to let you do it because that's what Narduzzi does. Right. I think he's kind of trying to zig and zag a little bit, just looking through this and trying to play the t- a different type of game than, than you want to play. He kind of held Tennessee down a little bit early in the season, kind of ground right. that game down a little bit, but against Virginia tech, that game got high scoring. Cause I think it was, we want to get this game up and rolling because we know that Virginia tech doesn't want to play that style. They kind of held North Carolina down for a while. That was just a matter of time. The North Carolina's offense is just too good to be held down, but that kind of worked for the first half. That was a lower scoring game. So I think it's one of those things where Pittsburgh kind of just wants to do the opposite. They have the horses and they just, they'll want to slow you down if that's not what you want to do. And they'll want to speed you up if that's not what you want to do. Right. That makes me go think B grade for the under 51. I think under makes the most sense, but I am just a little bit nervous that if Pitt decides they want to let it fly because that's not what Syracuse wants to do. Right. Then the the under I don't I don't want the A grade on the under at that point. So I'm right. gonna go okay. I'm gonna say B grade for the under 51. And because of my theory on that, there's not really a number where I would say it's an A grade. I think it's about if it gets blown out of the water, it's because or if, if it goes over, I think it it's because of the style of game and it might get blown out of the water. But I think more times than not, under 51 is the right side here. So we'll right. go B grade under 51 and we'll go A grade Syracuse plus three. If it drops below three, I would say B grade money line at that point, probably. Okay. Would that be kind of your recommendation in case a, a, a viewer doesn't have the option of three later in the week? Yep, I agree. All right. So if, if, if you don't get the plus three, the three is pretty important in this one. We think it'll be a tight game. Um, so A grade at the three, having that push protection. Uh, but if it drops, take a stab on the money line, but drop it a letter grade. 3-3 Eastern Michigan State at Illinois. Uh, Michigan State just, golly. <laughs> Somehow covered against Michigan, depending on when you got the number on that one. But man, they yeah. just look pathetic. Um, yeah, they they scored one touchdown against Michigan, and I don't see how they score in Illinois with the way that defense is playing. Um, I think something's off on this game. The 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 team look Michigan State team total under. <laughs> if, if that's a thing you're into, right? I mean, right, right. Michigan State can they score ten in this game? I don't. I, I think it will be challenging for them yeah. to do that. Is what I would say. 
Yeah, Illinois is a pretty good team. I'm not sure they're getting the respect they deserve here um, in general, uh, uh, big picture-wise, with how, how good they are, the improvements they've made. Uh, they're 15.5-point favorites here. Sideline says 13.3, but you could not convince me to take the 15.5 with Michigan nope. State. Um, instead, I kind of like the under 43. I think Illinois can score. Uh, I don't think Michigan State can, though. And so 43 just seems like too high of a number for an Illinois game. Like we talked about earlier, the fact that there were that many points in the Indiana Illinois game was just shocking in hindsight. Um, right. I think this one stays in the thirties. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your take? A grade on the under 43, not a key number. Uh, you know, the next key number down would be 41. I, I would give it an A grade all the way down to 41. Um, what I would say about Illinois is um, Illinois to me is a, poor man's version of Michigan in that they're going to get ahead. And then literally Bert does not care if he scores, if yep. he could just literally just sit on top of the ball and run the clock, he would. If he, if he so, could run the know, old uh, four corners basketball offense, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and so if you told me that Illinois was ahead, like 21 to nothing at halftime and this game ended up with like 28 points, I would say, yeah, that's, that's probably yeah. about right because Illinois just has no interest in scoring once they get up by a lot. So uh, I know it's not near a key number, but I think it's just a little mispriced. Let's give it a grade under 43. I agree. And it's interesting. A lot of times when you talk about unders, a first half under is a smart way to look. I would not touch the first half under because of what you just mm. mentioned there. I think the full game under makes a lot more sense. You're not really at a risk for overtime. It's not mm. impossible, but it's not likely that this game goes overtime and you're right. not at risk likely for a wild fourth quarter. It's likely going to be a very boring fourth quarter. Um, mm. I think grabbing the full game here makes a lot more sense in the first half, which is something I feel like is probably only true one out of every eight games or something like that right a lot of times right if right. you like it under the first half under makes a lot of sense as well but this time i just go full game under 43 uh do yeah. we have a we, we have to make a pick we said we're gonna make a pick on every game even if it's just a lean which way would you lean here I, would you lean just laying the points of illinois and just saying yes uh because with how michigan state lost to michigan and then the the kerfuffle or whatever we're going to call it in, in the locker room who knows how many players? I have literally no idea who was involved in, in, in yeah. that. But, you know, however many players are going to be suspended for Michigan State, this has the uh, all the markings of wheels falling off at, yeah. at this point in the season. So I would lean towards laying the points with, with Illinois. What number would you give it a B grade at, 14? Probably 13 and a half just because this could be super low scoring. So I, I would probably just say 13 and a half. Okay. I tend to agree with that. I, I, like I said, you can't really talk me into Michigan State plus 15 and a half. Um, right. So we'll lean Illinois minus 15 and a half. Just too high of a number to really like for what we think is going to be a low scoring game. But if it does get to 13 and a half, we would play that as a B grade. Otherwise, we're going to go A grade under 43. Mm-hmm. To a game with more points. Hallelujah. 3.30 <laughs> Eastern at kickoff. Oregon at Colorado. Oregon is a 31-point road favorite. Total of 61. Sideline says this should be Oregon minus 35, which actually offers more value than you might think because, again, we talk about conditional probability. You're right, 31, 34, 35, not <laughs> well, overly – you you well okay. You said we talking about conditional probability. You I talk, talk about, about conditional, conditional probability. probability. <laughs> I talk about I guess key numbers, which is kind of the same thing. Or no no no, no. I kind of talk about it. anyway. Whatever. Yeah. You the picture. Yeah. You're right. the yeah. Key, here. I'm just the guy key, talking. Yeah. Key numbers, right? Yeah. Ish yeah. Out there, uh, but we talk about conditional probability, right? The probability that Oregon 
probably like Colorado wins this game is almost nothing. It's it's zero with rounding error, depending on how close you want to round. <laughs> um, <laughs> a probability Oregon wins this game by seven, three, ten, right? In a lot of games, it's high numbers. In this game, it's not high. So when you right. where does that there's still a hundred percent probability something happens, right? That's one of the laws of probability. Right. So that probability has to go somewhere. It's bulking up at these higher numbers because it's got to go somewhere, right? It's so yeah. uh, more value than you would think. Um, and this is where, again, I come up with my own math doing this based off my own research. I am actually in the process of writing a paper to publish about this um, that you can read in your favorite sports analytics journal, um, since I know you all have one, um, <laughs> where some places like a bet stamp will give you odds based off of this. And I just think their probabilities are wrong. I disagree with their math. I like my own math, right? That's what I get to do as a professor. I get to say, I, I, I like my own, my own stuff. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of value here on Oregon. I want to lay the 31. I know it's a big number, uh, but I think there's a lot of value here laying the 31 with Oregon. I think they go on the road and thump Colorado. Uh, total of 61 here in a game that, again, we talked about Oregon just controls the pace and they just go. It's like old school, you know, fun Oregon again, mm -hmm. Bo Nix looking solid. I mean, they're going to name how many points they want to score. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Colorado, we saw last week, still going to fight and try to score. I don't think that they can backdoor this necessarily because I think Oregon's going to be up like 45, nothing at some point yeah. in this game. So then when Oregon or Colorado scores, I still don't think they can cover, but can they get over that 61? Uh, Cousin Jared, what was your take? Yeah, I, I like the over uh, here, and, and I think that that's mostly because you, you look at the game against UCLA and Colorado got to 62. You look at the game against uh, Colorado and Arizona got to 63. Uh, last last week when we talked about Arizona State just kind of I got way completely, up. yeah, completely not caring at the end of that game yeah. and, and losing the cover force there. But that one was 42-34. It just seems that when Colorado plays teams of this caliber of offense – Obviously, you mentioned Oregon's going to name their score. I have faith that Colorado can get to like 10 or 13 points or something like that. And so if this game ended about 52 to 10 and it went over by one point, that sounds about right. So um, I, I think we should give a B grade on on the over. And I would give a B grade to land 31 points as well. I just, you know, Colorado may not get any stops when the first stringers are in there for Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't think they will. Like I said, I think it's 42, 45, 49, nothing. One of those numbers, yeah. you know, early third quarter. And then it's just, okay, can we yeah. get both to the window? I completely agree with you. I think this makes a lot of sense to go Oregon. Uh, minus 31 as a B grade over 61, 61, a kind of key number as a B grade as well. And a situation where we talked about a couple of these games, you chat a little bit in the discord about that today. One where I like the Oregon team total over as well, because I just think they're going to be able to name their score. The team total is probably going to be hanging around 45. Like I said, I think they'll get into the forties before you can blink. And then it's just going to take one score the last quarter and a half. The backups are going to want to score. Color was bad. They right. got allow one score to that. So um, right. I think both of those make sense. But the B, double B grade here on the Oregon and over, I don't think you'll lose both of them. I think you'll win right. one, maybe two. And that's a decent place to be in because you're kind of gambling with the juice there in order to pick up two winners, I think is a worthwhile investment. Yep. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, seeking the Pac-12 Washington State at Stanford. Uh, Washington is a four-point road favorite. I've got them ranked 51st, Stanford down to 74th. Uh, Southline says Washington State should be a 3.3-point road favorite, so a fairly well-priced line, maybe a little bit inflated towards Washington State. Total is 48, but Washington State's been an under team, and Stanford has really played the type of games that the other team has wanted them to play. Kind of held true with UCLA, with the exception of the fact that Stanford – 
did their job in allowing a lot of points. They just didn't do the job in scoring the points. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, they sure let UCLA play at the exact pace they wanted them to play. We talked about that all season with Stanford. Washington State wants to play this a little bit lower scoring. Stanford could score on UCLA. I don't know how they're going to score on, Wa- on Washington yeah. State. 48 yeah. feels like way too many points here. What's your take on this game? Uh, I mean, I don't have much of a take on this game other than at this point, it's definitely a pattern with Washington State that this is just the kind of games that they want to play and, you know, completely whiffed on what I thought this team would look like this season, kind of importing the offense from Incarnate Word last season uh, at the FCS level. And Incarnate Word was putting up points like crazy. He got brought the quarterback with him and it has just... I, like what the heck? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, yeah, and I, it's, it's like I don't, I don't, almost don't even want to say like not translated. I mean, clearly it hasn't translated the way that I anticipated, but it just seems like Washington State is just completely content to you know Im- import this up tempo, fast paced offense and everything, and then kind of play a style of game that is kind of antithetical to that. So um, I, I would, I love the under forty eight here. Let's make this an, an A grade. As far as the side goes, I would go back to what we talked about. Last week, when we mentioned that Stanford has been one of the teams that the uh, stat line has been most kind of on point with the assessment of, uh, it says that it's got about a half a point too much here uh, going to Stanford. So I would lean towards taking the the uh, four points w- with Stanford with a C grade, low scoring game, four points can be valuable. Is there a point, and I'm, I'm asking you this, I'm asking myself this, is there a point where we actually would invest in Stanford? I For some reason, my perception is just, Washington State's a better team, but I mean, it's on the road and winning in the road in conference is never easy if you're in the same zip code as another team with regards to talent, but it just, it feels hard to take Stanford. Maybe that actually makes it a smart play because Mm -hmm. it feels hard, but maybe it doesn't. I don't don't know. Like where, where do we feel confident at grabbing points? Washington State has not been able to compete with the top teams in the Pac-12, obviously, but Mm -hmm. they took care of business against Cal. What what does that mean? I, I I would give a B grade to Stanford in the plus four. That that was kind of my initial initial thought. I think it was one of the the ones that I may have mentioned to you before before we came on that I was kind of on the edge with. So I would give this a, a B grade. Uh, I would hold off on an A grade if it's got the seven. That's where it would be a grade for me. Okay, I, I'm good with that. Let's give Stanford plus four a B grade. And the reason why is it feels uncomfortable. But I, when you look through what Stanford's done, right? That game against Notre Dame. Winning that on the road was big. They beat Arizona mm-hmm. State, who as you talked about is like quasi-competent. Yeah. They played Oregon State closer than Washington State played them. And all the rest of their losses were the same losses that Washington State had, which is these two teams can't keep up with the top teams. Right, Because the, right, the top right. of the Pac-12, kudos. Really good, really fun, really exciting to have the Pac-12 being good. They're right. still going to cannibalize each other, like we talked about, and probably miss out on yeah. the playoff because of that, but they're all really good up there for once, which is exciting, or for the first time in a long time. Right. Um, but, yeah, when you, when you look at it, it just it's like, it's uncomfortable, but I think the plus four makes a lot of sense, and I think it's a smart play. So let's go B yep. grade, Stanford plus four, but A grade under 48. Again, a key number there. Like we said, a lot of these are key numbers. You want to get them early in the week. If it, Just a side note real quick. Uh, if any of these come off the key numbers, just shop around. Check a place like Betstamp or Odds Jam or whatever that can sh- show you all the price different places. Make sure you've got multiple outs. A lot of these key numbers here, hopefully they don't go away soon, but a lot of these numbers we're locking in are right around key numbers. 
Yeah, and, and there may there may have been one game that we both really liked earlier that w- was at two and a half the time. I, I may have found it at two, only two somewhere. So yeah, make sure you there always you shop around. You can find, especially as lines open. You know, uh, different books are moving the lines at different speeds. You know, yep. it's not uncommon to find definitely half a point, maybe sometimes a full point difference. Yep. And 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 the reason I say that we're making all our picks from one book, so we're not shopping around because we always want you to be able to get more profits than us. So, uh, but we're just saying, we're letting you know what the key numbers are. Shop around. You should always be able to find numbers better than we can. As long as you're watching early in the week, if you're watching this on yeah. Wednesday, I don't know where these numbers are going to be by Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, 3.30 Eastern, New Mexico at Utah State. Total is 43 and a half. Um, I think this is a game where neither one of us expect a lot of points. Um, New Mexico is is terrible. I, mm-hmm. I think we know that much. Um, yeah. But Utah State, like, also isn't good, right? I think we can kind of agree on that one as right. well. Um, so the question is, can we get to this many points? And can Utah State win by that many points? Uh, what did you take on this game? Um, it's, man, this is, this is a really weird, weird game for me because the answer is um, – no, I, I don't think that Utah State can win by this many points. But also, I just hate New Mexico. I just yeah. I, I, I hate New Mexico. No, um, I, I thought, the football team. The state's a lovely place. I you know, but yeah, yeah, the football sure. team is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the football team is really just kind of kind of lost me. I, I thought that they were going to be um, quasi competent by by their standards, right. and, and they started off the season maybe a, a little bit okay, and, and then mm-hmm. it just kind of has gone just, down. It's gone downhill from there. So, um, man, I, I've got, I've got nothing on this game. I'm not going over 43 and a half. Um, I would say uh, if you wanted to play the under here, I would wait, um, see if it gets to 44, uh, a game with two bad teams, who knows? Surely you think this is going to go under, but, but Mm -hmm. I just hate, I hate going under non key numbers when it's two just really bad teams like this. So, um, I would say, wait, maybe get it 44. If you still like it, play it under 41. Uh, and definitely like, because of that, no way in God's green earth, I'm laying 14 and a half points with Utah state. Right. So, uh, definitely lean under, definitely lean, uh, taking the points with, with New Mexico. Uh, but man, these two teams are just gross. They are. Uh, we'll go B grade pick on New Mexico plus 14 and a half. It's in the range where sideline has done really well this season. Sideline makes this game 10.9. Um, so we'll go B grade pick with New Mexico. Not really a place you could ever talk me into an A grade play. They are so terrible. Yeah. But New Mexico's yeah. lost a lot of games by 14. You can easily see them losing by 14. That hook adds a lot of value to this pick. So we'll mm-hmm. go B grade pick there. I like the under as well, but I do agree with you. It feels just like the Iowa Purdue game that we talked about earlier, which is also sitting mm-hmm. at 43 and a half, where we're going to say under, but we're going to hold off and not make that play right now and just say, Hey, maybe this gets to 44 and then right. we could be a little bit more excited about it. Um, yep. Is 44 and a, are you good with a 44 a grade under just like Iowa Purdue or does that only get to B grade for you? Yep. Let's, let's, let's go a grade at 44. Okay. So exact same carbon copy as Iowa Purdue. We yep. like under, there's not going to be a lot of points in this game. There never is in New Mexico, in New Mexico games, um, yep. but just not jumping in at 43 and a half. If it goes to 42 and a half, if he goes to 42, who cares? It, we'll go B grade under at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And just so maybe a little more information on that. And part of the reason is uh, why I think I'm saying that is because 44 is a really, really key number, a lot of value at that number. But 42 and second, 43. Second most key number. Uh, we talked about you're right. 55 yeah. is the first, 44 is the second. 
Yeah, and then almost no value at 42 or 43. And so you've got a lot of, of rundown room there where you can still get a relatively decent number compared to like 43 or 43 and a half or, or something yeah. like that. So that's why you're seeing some of these at 43 and a half while we're saying waiting, whereas some of the other numbers that we're saying, we're saying just go ahead and grab it. We think it's only going to go down. Go ahead and grab it. But this is one where even if it goes down, you're not losing much value. And this is, again, $3 a month gets you into Patreon. Uh, if it starts going down, Someone will have eyes on it. We will post, hey, it's down to 42. Grab it now because it's starting yeah. to get to the point where it's about to hit a key number of 41. Uh, you can do that also yourself if you want. But again, we will also have that update on Patreon if it does go down. Or if it goes up to 44, uh, we will have that update as well. As, hey, it's got the 44. We're locking. Um, yeah. So there's there's that for you as well. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern at Navy at Cincinnati. Um you know, Cincinnati, for the most part, you know, in these big favorite games has mostly played with their food and not looked very good. That's been a theme from them last year and this year has held true a couple of times as yep. well. Um, Navy, a team we talk about, I, you've said this a lot this year with Navy, right? Hard to lay a lot of points with them or against them because of the style yeah. of football that they play. They obviously want to muck this game up. I want to take the 20 and a half with Navy. Sideline always says 20.3, but I think this is Cincinnati. I don't want to lay big numbers with. I want to take the points and Navy. I want to take the points too. Right. This isn't a sideline play. This is just a looking at it. And, you know, we got to use that. We got to use the, the the statistics and the modeling as a tool. It's not the only tool in our tool right. belt. Right. Uh, twenty and a half is fairly key here at twenty. You know, getting on the right side of twenty. Obviously, I'd like twenty. One twenty-one and a half, even better. But I, th- I think twenty and a half is a pretty good play on Navy, and I like the under forty-eight and a half too. Forty-eight being a key number. Um, I, I th- Navy's have to try to muck this game up and go yeah. slow as can be. Because uh, yeah. Jared, what's your take on this one? So uh, really like the under forty-eight and a half. I would say let's give this an, an A grade on the under forty-eight and a half for Navy at Cincinnati. Twenty and a half. Uh, I mean. I'm, I'm on this is for me this is this is on the edge of of a c just to lean in, in a b grade um because navy's really bad um i think if you're making this play it's kind of to your point just like we just have a long track record of cincinnati now not putting teams away and, and so you know what i'm i i'm, I'm a true american Let, let's back the armed forces here <laughs> Let, let's give it a B grade at, at 20 and a half for Navy. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. B, B grade 20 and a half for Navy, A grade on the under 48 and a half. And just to, to hammer home the point with Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio, they won against them by 21. Indiana, they won by them against at 21. Otherwise, they have not had a single victory by more than 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um other than their game against Kennesaw State, who's FCS. Right. And they, they I, like I said, I like this more at 21, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, 21, 21 and a half. At some point, you're talking about A-grade territory just because Cincinnati <laughs> just doesn't right. put teams away like this. Um, yeah. I, is 20, I, can I talk you into an A-grade at 21 and a half because of the fact that Cincinnati just doesn't seem to blow teams out? Sure. Why not? Right. I'll, I'll, I'll go down with this ship. Hey yo, <laughs> there we go. Bad dead jokes for the winner. There's so yeah. gonna be B grade pick on Navy plus 20 and a half. If it's 21 and a half, if it gets up there, we'll go A grade and we'll go A grade under 48 and a half. It's a similar situation, I think, to the Oregon game we talked about earlier. If you take Navy and you take the under, it's gonna be really hard to lose both because the way that you lose the under 
is Navy with the backdoor cover scoring late because they're fighting hard. They're playing a full 60 minutes like they did against SMU. If that happens, yep. you're going to lose the under. But guess what? Now you're going to cover that big number. So yep. it, it seems like it's hard to lose both. So I think both are right. makes sense to play on both. And, and the other thing I'll say against that is that's also against a team like SMU that's going to get out there early. And that happened. Cincinnati going the other direction. In true Cincinnati form, this game's probably going to be like 10 to 7 at the half. <laughs> Right, right, right. And then Cincinnati runs away late and then you're just going the other direction. But again, I see it being hard to lose both um, right. of those picks. I think playing both makes a lot of sense. And if it gets up to that 21, 21 and a half, now you're really excited about maybe considering Cincinnati doesn't tend to win by more than three touchdowns. Right. 5 p.m. Eastern, Texas State is a one-point favorite at UL Monroe. Total on this one's 52 and a half right now. Sunday says it should be Texas State minus 3.3. It's been on Texas State here lately and mostly done pretty well. Model does not believe in UL Monroe. I think we should lay the one with Texas State. And I'm just – 52 and a half seems like a lot. Is there any value in the under in your opinion? Ah, oh, man. So I, I can't I can't believe that I'm having to do this, but I think I'm going to have to try to talk you out of an under. Okay. Here. All right. Um, let's hear it. Uh, ULM just has, has been one of those teams that wants to play at the pace that their opponent has played. Mm. It seems they've gotten into some low scoring games. They've gotten into some high scoring games. What I would say about Texas State, uh, Texas State has only had two games go under this number. One of them was Southern Miss. One of them was Troy. Um, Two teams that App, definitely want to play slow. Yeah, but yeah. App State, James Madison, uh, Baylor. I guess, okay, the Baylor game went under, but you know it's like completely different. Uh, Forty-two and, to seven. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Florida, Florida International went over this total. Nevada went over this total. I know we're going a, a long ways back That's here. Right Nevada back, yeah. and Texas State are both completely different teams than when they played in Week Zero there yeah. um, or Week One, but. Um, I, I just I, I would be hesitant going under 52 and a half, even though it seems to be staring you right there in the face. It, but I, it could and it could be just thinking about Texas State playing Troy and Southern Missy's last two games, yeah, playing them yeah. so close, looking so good, and they did that by playing low scoring, tight football games. Yeah. Uh, of course, when they beat Appalachian State, they got into a higher scoring game. Yeah. Um, so, but I agree with you. I like um, Texas State here. I, I think we should give this a B grade. I just I have a hard time giving it an A grade um, just because it's it's Texas State uh, and and who knows what could potentially happen here. But it seems like they have somewhat turned a corner the past month. You know, beating App State, hang, hanging a really close game in there with with Troy, hanging in there with Southern Miss, who who has been pretty good this season. So um, I think on balance, both these teams, I think what you've seen from Texas State, I feel more confident about than what I've seen from you all, Monroe. Is there a number that you would play over or under? on the total if it gets is, is it close to either one if it gets 51 and a half 51 or if it gets up to 50 whatever right is there a number that's close to that that you feel like you would like the over or the under <sighs> if it got to 55 and a half i think i would consider the under okay um but i i i don't know 55 and a half i'd probably consider the the under i don't know if there's a number it gets to where i look at the over okay um, i don't know Maybe if you got to 50, maybe 50 and a half. I don't know. I'd have to do more research on it. 50 and a half, maybe consider the over. 55 and a half, okay. maybe consider the under. Okay. Right there in the middle. I'm going to argue for an A grade on Texas State. Here's why. Okay. When you look at Louisiana Monroe, they beat Nichols, who's FCS. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have one other win this entire season. Do you know what that win was? No, I don't know off the top of my head what that win was. 
it was a four point home win against Louisiana right in the middle of Louisiana being terrible. Mm. That's yeah, it. Right, rivalry game. Rivalry game. Yeah. Uh, they lost at Arkansas State by 17. They did play Coastal close, but we've kind of said that's been the theme for Coastal this year yeah. um, at home. Uh, they lost to South Alabama on the road. They lost the last time they played at Army by 24. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, when, when I just up, look at when I look Army at Texas put up, State, put up 48 points. Yeah. When I look at Texas State, like their last four games, Texas State has played four really good teams. And mm-hmm. only one of those was a blowout loss. And they won one and they lost the other two by a combined nine points. And so uh, I just think Texas State goes on you go on the road and get the win here. I, I think it's a pretty, yeah. pretty strong play. Like I said, sideline says 3.3. I think if this was three, I would say B grade pick because the most likely outcome is they won yeah. three. But yeah. one, anything less than three, I feel like it's got to be an A grade. All right, let's do it. Let's make it an A grade. All right, so we'll go A grade, Texas State minus one total. Sounds like we think it's pretty well priced, so we will yeah. uh, pass on the total. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, Texas and Kansas State. Um, a viewer, uh, for years now, Texas-Kansas State has been Cousin Jared and I's favorite game of the season. Um I don't know how much money we've made just <laughs> blind backing Kansas State in this matchup. Yeah. Uh, most every year for the last decade or so, it seems like every year this lines off by a touchdown. Yeah. Um, there's been times when Texas has been favored by seven and we're like, this should be a pick em. Why are we getting seven? Let's take the seven and play the money line. And there's times when it's a pick em and we're like, Texas is terrible. Kansas State should be favored by, it seems like it's off by a touchdown every year. Yeah. Um, I think it's off by a touchdown again. <laughs> so the more things change, right? Um, Texas is favored by three. This opened closer to a pick which at least made more yeah. sense. It's been bet up to Texas minus three. We talked about this game beforehand. Viewer, I have no idea where this number is going because this line never makes sense ever. Right. I don't understand it. I know Kansas State's coming off a big win and blah, blah, blah. They worst to feel out. I've seen this every single year. Texas is hyped up and they can't beat Kansas State. Um Kansas State takes great pride in beating Texas schools. They made a shirt one year when they beat four, all four Texas schools, I think, in conference play that said Texas State champions, and they sold a lot of those shirts. I mean, they take <laughs> a lot of pride in beating schools uh, from the state of Texas. Uh, Sideline says they should be favored by three. I tend to agree with that. I think that Texas is a very good football team. I think Texas defense has shown early on in the season. I, I, I held off judgment. I was kind of like, ah, oh, let me see a little bit more. I think there's some signs here. This Texas defense is terrible. <laughs> um, Kansas state's going to score at will. I don't care who plays quarterback. Just like I said last week against Oklahoma state, I didn't care who played quarterback for Kansas state. They're going to score off Oklahoma state. And sure enough, they did. I thought Oklahoma state would actually do some scoring themselves. That was a little bit surprising. Uh, right. I, I do think Texas will score off Kansas state They're, They have a good defense, but I think Texas will score. Um, but Kansas State's going to score a lot of points in this game. It's an A-grade pick for me on Kansas State. Um, it's an A-plus grade. It's a whatever we talked about at the at the top, right? Give it a Greek yeah. letter. I don't care. Double A, triple A. I don't, I don't know. Um, put some on the money line. Uh, I think Kansas State wins this game. Uh, and the total is 54, which I think is way too low as well. The, the only reason we didn't get the over in Kansas State, Oklahoma State, is because Oklahoma State somehow didn't score, which is just shocking. Yeah. Um, you know, with the way that they play and and their offense, but Texas offense is good. They will score. But if you're, if you're buying into some narrative that Texas has a good defense, they don't. And Kansas state has shown a willingness to play 
if you want to, you know, that TCU game, you want to play high scoring games, they're fine with doing that. Oklahoma, if right. you want to play high scoring game, they are fine doing that. This will be a high scoring game. Uh, I love the over. I love Kansas State. Uh, we don't have money lines right now, but I think that's a smart play as well. I don't care what the yep. number, plus whatever it is, take it. Um, do you want to, I feel like you just, do you want to say the same things I said in different words just because I feel like that's what we want to talk about this game just over and over again? <laughs> I, I, I've, all of the words that I have for this game, I have expended them all over the past 11 years. I have yeah. nothing else to say. Double A grades here on the over 54, A grade on, on getting the three points with, with Kansas State. I have no idea what's going on. I, I love this game. It is the, yeah. the game that keeps giving every it single is. year. So, uh, yeah, just take your A grades here, people. Yep. You'll be happy. Yep. Double A grade. Yep. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Seventh or Eastern at Michigan at Rutgers. Um, I can't decide because you're maybe you tell me, is this game going to look more like Michigan, Michigan State last week or more like Minnesota Rutgers last week? Except they kind of were about the same game, <laughs> which yeah, is probably yeah. why I feel that way. But Rutgers could score off Minnesota. I don't see how that's any different this week. No, I, I, I don't see how it's any different this week. I, I don't know how it's any different. Yeah. Uh, and Michigan, stop Michigan State. They'll stop Rutgers. They score on Michigan State. They'll score on Rutgers. I mean, I, yep. it, it feels like we just saw these games play out, both of them, and now they're coming together and they'll play basically the same games they played last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have lock in Michigan minus 26 and a half early in the week before it gets any higher, it could land on 27, could land on 28, mm-hmm. um, could land on 29, right? But I mean, I just, I want to get it here before it goes up. Again, bigger favorites tend to get up throughout the week. So let's lay the 26 with 26 and a half in Michigan. Um, total 46 and a half, like, I don't know. Michigan's going to score a lot and Rutgers isn't. I don't know what to do with that total. Yeah, so definitely I like the B grade on, on Michigan here. And and I think this kind of dovetails great in, directly into what I would say about the total here is I would I would be very wary of playing the under in this situation because I think that uh, Michigan is going to score like 45 points in this game. And, and so can Rutgers get three or, or six or, or seven or something like that? I, I think – I don't think six. That would require them scoring twice. I think seven is more likely than six. Okay, so I could easily see this game ending up 45 like – Three or or forty two seven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and so I would be a very wary of the under because I think Michigan can almost get there by themselves. But yeah, definitely lay the points. This is going to be one of those things. Michigan's going to be up like thirty five nothing at halftime, thirty eight nothing at halftime. Maybe tack on one score in the second half, uh, and kind of just run out run out time. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Michigan is definitely the right side in this one. And we and we just uh, just to, because it's there and we should talk about it. We just, we assume that Michigan will be able to punch the ball in the end zone better than they were <laughs> last week Yeah, and not yeah. settle for however many field goals they kicked. Right. I, I think yeah. that's, that was kind of an anomaly. That's kind of our stance on that. Right. That that was just weird. And yeah. Yeah. I they should be able to agree. score some touchdowns on Rutgers. If Rutgers had been able to hold Minnesota and I thought they were, uh, the under of that game was easy, but I thought Rutgers could cover because I kind of thought even with Tanner Morgan coming back, I kind of thought Rutgers would hold Minnesota to more field goals. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they couldn't hold Minnesota to field goals doesn't really give me hope that they could hold Michigan to field goals. Does that seem right to you? Yep, I, I would agree 100% with you. Yeah. So we'll go Michigan minus 26 and a half speed grade pick and passing on the total just because I, I don't know. I do think over would be the play if it gets to 45. If it drops down that low, I would I would probably yep. go over because, like we said, we think Michigan's going to score a lot. Yep. Okay. 
Um, 7.30 Eastern, James Madison at Louisville. Louisville's a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, told you last week Louisville was the side, but goodness, I did not expect that. Uh, Wake Forest probably just threw another interception uh, while you're yeah. watching this. Um, uh, Louisville now with a non-conference game. Obviously, they want to win. James Madison obviously wants to win too, even though it's a non-conference game for them, but just again, trying to solidify their place here is a big time. Uh, you know, game for them going on the road against a, a power five school. I think James Madison can hang in there. Shadline says this should be Louisville minus six. Uh, I was on Louisville last week, but this week I think I want to grab the seven and the hook with James Madison. Uh, total is 54 and a half. We're just shy of that really key number of 55. Uh, we talked about James Madison as, as a team who can kind of play whatever style you want. They do have a good defense, but uh, they can score. And Louisville, again, definitely a team that wants to score. That pit game got weird, but otherwise they want to uh, play fast. I think James Madison will score. I think Louisville will score. Um, I think this total at 54 and a half, the over makes a lot of sense. What's your take? Let's give an A grade to the over 54 and a half. When you look at James Madison's schedule, almost all of their games have gone above this this number. Uh, They've played a lot of high-scoring games. I think – Maybe potentially what's bringing this down just a little bit is you look at um, Louisville. They had a bunch of the you know turnovers, or excuse me, Wake Forest had a bunch of turnovers, right. return for touchdowns. Maybe you're thinking, okay, well that's what contributed to the high point total in that game with Louisville. But Louisville also gave up thirty something points to Boston College this season. They gave up like seventeen points to Virginia, in which you know. It has well, hey, b- bottom line is, had those turnovers not happened, Wake was going to score on those drives, some of those drives, yeah, right? That, like that, there were going to be points. It was just it was just weird that Louisville got all of them, right? Like you would have expected it to be a little more balanced but there were yeah. going to be points either way. Yeah, and James Madison has had a lot of high-scoring games this season as well. Maybe the reason it's partially a little bit lower, because the last one was against Marshall, which you know we all know how Marshall likes Marshall, to play, yeah. and, and that game only got to, to 37 points. Uh, God, Marshall games, uh, gross. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this – I love the over 54-and-a-half here. Get it before it gets to 55, so you get a win if it lands at 55. Um, yeah, let's give an A grade to that, and sure, let's give a B grade to getting the, the touchdown and the hook with James Madison. Yep, agree. B grade on James Madison plus seven and a half over a grade on the 54 and a half. And I will, the last thing I'll say about this, we talked about, um, you know, Texas State being a little bit more lower scoring team lately. There were 53 points when Texas State played James Madison. So we talked about like that. Uh, lower scoring team still got to 53 there. Now you got a team like Louisville that has a better offense in Texas State. Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't be hard to get those extra two points to get us to 55. So yep. uh, definitely love this over. 8 p.m. Eastern, speaking of Wake Forest and NC State, Wake Forest is a three-point favorite. We expect Wake to not have a floppity billion interceptions in this game. NC State offensively is challenged without Leary. Yep. They already were challenged with him. And, and I, I talked about this a lot last week, and maybe even the week before, that that offense already was struggling, was already not living up to the hype with him healthy and then with him out has just been a disaster. There was that weird third quarter, but other than that, NC state has not been able to do anything as bad as of defense as wake forest has. I don't think this is the cure for NC state. Uh, I think wake forest gets back, right? I I like them minus three sideline says 6.7. I just have zero faith in NC state at this point. I I don't see any hope in sight for them offensively. Their defense is still solid, but I still think Wake can score enough points to win by more than a field goal. And the push protection on three is the icing on the cake. Total of 54 and a half, but my goodness, personally, I don't know what to do with NC State. Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 
let's I, I, let's let's uh, let's have a hypothetical conversation here. Um, okay. Let's say at three we give this an, an A grade. Let's just say if this were you know at three and a half, would that change us from an A grade to a B grade? <sighs> I think at three and a half, it's it's definitely something I still want to play. Yep. Um, I'm guessing it's already gone up to three and a half in the time. It's, it's, it's up to three and a half across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I still think it might be an A grade. Okay. It's I, an A minus. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I still think that Wake Forest is able to win this game by. I mean, they might win by four, but I think they can win by a touchdown. I, I think they win by more than a touchdown. Like if, if this if this game goes twenty four to ten. You know, thirty-five to seventeen, right? I mean, there's a lot yeah. of ways I could just see. Like, I just don't see NC State hanging in there because they don't have the horses offensively. I feel yep. like once they get down by seven, it's they're done. They just can't yep. hang with yep. this offense. Yep, I I completely agree. I have a thought in my mind that is rational, but I can't produce the words that would make it make sense. But I feel like for me, just based on the fact that I think Wake Forest is going to score a lot of touchdowns, NC State might be the one that's kicking field goals. For me, yeah. it would be at four, maybe as where it would become a a like a B grade. But I think at three and a half, I would still give it an A grade. All right, so we'll go Wake Forest. Apparently, it's up to minus three and a half now. So minus <laughs> three and a half is A grade for us. If you yeah. get at three, hallelujah to you, good job. Uh, yeah, at four, we would drop to a B, and just like I said, I think it's just a pass in the total. Yeah, I at fifty five, you maybe could talk me into under just because I have no faith in NC State scoring. But at fifty four and a half, I'm definitely not going under in a Lake Forest game. And even at fifty five, it's still scary with Wake Forest involved. Right. I just that just have a little faith I have in NC State scoring at this point. I agree. All right, and then wrapping us up for this episode, some late night Pac twelve after dark. Cal at USC, ten thirty p.m. Eastern kick. USC is a 19 and a half point favorite. I personally want to get ahead of that and lay the 19 and a half. I think it's just going to go up. Sidelines has 21.8. So again, there's some value there because again, the probability has to go somewhere. It's not likely that Cal wins. It's not likely that USC wins by three or four. Some of those other numbers like that. It's got to go somewhere. So it looks a little bit heavier on numbers like 20 and 21, 24. Uh, so I think USC minus 19 and a half is the way to go. Total is 57 and a half. Um, USC just got through playing a game that had a ton of points. Can there be that many points here against Cal? So let's give a B grade to, to land the 19 and a half points with, with Southern Cal, man, this total, I, I think the way that I see this game going, I think that either Cal makes this super ugly and it ends up being 27, 20 or, I think Cal like doesn't score at all and USC wins like 48 to nothing. And it sounds so, like you're thinking under, uh, well, I, 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 I I'm not going to play under in a USC game because if they, if they get rolling, you know, we we've seen multiple instances of USC this season, taking out the, the key defensive guys at the, at the end of the game and mm-hmm. people scoring some points later in the game. So, um, I mean, Cal still might have, have a problem doing that. Definitely not playing under 57 and a half. Like maybe if it was like 59, like, okay, let's, let's mark that down. If this got to 59, I would say let's go under at 59. So, so mark that down where, wherever the notes are, are kept. It is so noted. Okay. So, um, but I just think, I, I don't know, in my mind, for some reason, I see this either Cal keeping it close or Cal just not scoring at all. 
Okay, so then since under's the way we're leaning, we don't obviously love 57 and a half, and we're not in a rush to play 57 and a half either way because it is so yeah. close. At, at minimum, at 58 is is a, a good a good number, and you're not yeah. to another key number going out to 55. So you got some wiggle room like we talked about earlier in the show. Um, if we make a case for the under, I think the case goes something like this. USC has played two teams that are more defensive-minded this season and the rest of the teams are more offensive minded. Utah, as we've discussed a lot this year, just surprisingly uh, a stronger yeah. offensive team and a weaker defensive team um, than we expected. They played U. Uh, they played Arizona. They've played Arizona State. Uh, they played Fresno State back uh, you know a long time ago. We talked about the Stanford game uh, points there late. Rice had all the pick sixes or whatever. But they've played two teams that are defensive minded. Oregon State where there was thirty one points and Washington State where there were forty four points. So Cal fits that mold, and mm-hmm. so I, I definitely think there's a case for under even at this number. Again, I'm in no rush to play it. Yeah, but I think USC is the type of team that kind of clearly like we saw against Washington State and against Oregon State will kind of play the game you want them to play they're they're clearly happy going up and down the field but they're yeah. clearly not going to be able to they aren't excelling against the uh the stronger defenses and their defense right. is good enough to hold down the weaker offenses that fits Cal so I mean I yeah. I think if Cal couldn't get there with Washington I'm not sure they can get there with USC. So I would argue that this is similar to the Iowa Purdue game and the New Mexico Utah State game, where that 59 number you mentioned would be the A grade. And otherwise, we would still play the mm. B grade down to 55 or 55 and a half would be my pitch for this game. You have you have me convinced. All right. All right. So that is the official word then. We've got three that we are holding off on. Just mentioned Iowa Purdue, New Mexico, Utah State, and this one, they're very close to going to better numbers but if they start dropping we will go ahead and lock in b grade unders but if they go up any we've got a grade unders uh and we are going to lock in usc minus 19 and a half as a b grade pick again in that range where sideline has done very well this year just hits that threshold and so we want to lock that in there because uh a decent chance that usc wins this game kind of like the ucla stanford game i see it playing out kind of like that where did that game land like 38 six or something like that i, I feel like yeah. if it was that sort of game i would not be surprised whatsoever yeah and, and and what i would say is if you look around hard enough there's already some 58s out there for the usc total so if somebody feels so glad to go ahead and want to lock that in now there are some 58s out there how how different is 58 and 59 they're both fairly key right yeah i just like you know if that's eight touchdowns and a field goal at 59 so you know Versus probably, seven and three, seven touchdowns and three field goals. Yeah, which you know, in a Cal game, there's probably going to be more field goals. So probably, you know, you feel just as good at 58 at that number. In fact, let's change the notes to 58 and a half. Let's say I was just, I was just going to say we talked. Let's do yeah, okay, 58 and a half. Since yeah. we're waffle, that would be our A grade pick for the under. Yeah. All righty then. Uh, 25 games down. I think 35 to go. We'll split up between the other two episodes. Any party words from episode one for you, cousin Jared? Maxim being back. It yes. is going to be a fun, fun week of football. Yes. Uh, we will probably try to record either towards the end of those games or when they're done or whatever uh, on Tuesday. So we'll have, we'll have at least an idea of how our week has started off by the time we uh, get rolling again for episode two. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel. Shop right into your feed. We'll see you again later this week with more sports betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, 
You can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.